1: Go to pretty and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
0: Life is full of awesome. What ifs and some not so much like unexpected medical costs. That's why United healthcare provides health protector guard, fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at UH one.com.
1: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds at mint mobile. We like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot.
3: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash
1: weight loss. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed.
3: From the center of the galaxy, this is a Force Center podcast feed. I'm Ken Napsuk for another edition of Star Wars Rank, the 110th edition of the show in which we, with a good, cheerful heart, rank things in Star Wars. It's not too serious, but it also is everything to us. That's what it is to be a Star Wars fan. And with me today is Joseph Scrimshaw, ready to rank. How are you, friend?
2: I'm doing well. I'm trying to make sure that my heart is cheerful and not grumpy. Don't want to have a grumpy heart on your show.
3: You don't. I just, yeah, you know, I don't like the, I think you and I are similar, which is why we, we work so well with Four Center. I just, I love ranking stuff. I love, I love going, yeah, I think I put this one above. but w- there's so much of that, like, you got to get rid of one. And did it did. And if you put something <laughs> number two, it means you hate the thing at number three. And I'm just like, can we all just enjoy this? Which has been our theme for a long time here in Force Center, but it's just even more so lately.
2: Yeah, no, I know exactly what you're saying. Uh, if the, this uh, this show is always a sharing of things that we love uh, and not a declaration of which things are dumb.
3: <laughs> well, and, and, and you know, kudos to the Force Center fans who have, number one, have always um, got that. And sometimes you do, and we want to hear, you can tweet back to us and use the hashtag Star Wars Ranked and join the conversation, as we'd say. It's always just been, and that's a credit to our, our fans here. I just, I always tell the story of uh, a couple years ago, as a joke, I ranked my top 10 fast food hamburgers and the uh, people that came out of the woodwork to fight with me <laughs> on where I put the double Western bacon cheeseburger or whatever. I was just like, I can't, I can't anymore. So this is just a wonderful conversation with numbers and lists involved.
2: Yeah. And like the, uh, obviously you can have a, uh, you, you can, you know, chemically break down burgers and analyze uh, which uh, is best on a, I don't, I don't know a chemical level, but like those are literally taste buds in your <laughs> mouth that are yours.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Like I get grump. I don't like in and out burgers that much. I think they're overrated. But it, but again, it's because of the specific taste. Star Wars, everything has a specific taste to our Star Wars taste buds. And that's what we're here today for.
2: <laughs> I can't wait to put these Star Wars things uh, in our mouths. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, hey, you know, I'm sure as a kid, I put a Kenner figure in my mouth at some point. So. Oh, yes. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. So here's today's episode. This is our favorite interior locations we're going indoors uh and this this happened um uh, I, I i love it sometimes we, we bounce ideas back and forth and i just wanted to maybe go uh our favorite locations in star wars and that could be a lot of things and it's very much in the movies or shows too, uh the anime shows but just you know what are the locations what are the things that happen there that we love and you came back with a, a real uh, specific note that i thought I really am excited to get to and sorry, sorry go, we're going indoors our in favorite interior locations that doesn't, that's no not, not spaceships. You know, we're not necessarily not going to go hang out in the, in Lando's uh, closet on the Falcon. though it's a great spot to hang out in. Um, this is Joseph. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. This is like actual physical indoor locations in Star Wars.
2: Yeah. And I, I thought that it might be fun since uh, we have all spent a lot of time indoors and, you know, we are heading towards the, the hopeful moments where that is going to be wrapping up. But I, for me, it's definitely reflected. Uh, I've had the opportunity to reflect a lot on, what do I, what kind of indoor experience do I want? What kind of spaces uh, uh, make me happy? Or in the case of Star Wars, you know, kind of uh, light up my imagination in that, like, ooh, where would I sit if I lived there? Where, where would I put my television if I lived in that Star Wars space? Oh, well, yeah, that's great. Mm, yeah. But you also some, just you know which ones are cool too.
3: Yeah, yeah. And, and, and just inspire some stuff and make things. So, uh, as always, we're going to work our way five to one. We'll have some honorable mentions. And I, There's potential, potentially a lot of honorable mentions, but we'll, we'll get to that. So without further ado, let's dive right in. Joseph, what is your number five favorite interior indoor location in Star Wars?
2: Uh, my number five starts with a space that I think uh, I probably am just relating to right now. Uh, it's a space that has lived in my imagination for a long time. Uh, and it is Obi-Wan Kenobi's hut, on Tatooine. <laughs> there, it is. there it is. Yeah, yeah. It's just, um, I, I think we, we do get to see in Star Wars throughout, we get to see a ton of different living spaces. Uh, but this is, of course, from the original film. Uh, it is the the home of one of my favorite characters. But I also just I love imagining Obi-Wan, you know, he's going to be on Tatooine. He finds a place reasonably close to to Luke and, and the Lars, but still a, a hike away because the Lars don't want him, you know, camping, camping yeah. out, uh, you know, right on the farm. Uh, and then how much, how much it's decorated, right? That we really looked at it. This is one of those things I've seen a million times, but when you and I did that episode where we really broke down, that scene obi-wan's hut of exposition where he tells luke about the lightsaber about his father about the force everything and just really look at the amount of stuff that obi-wan has right like did he find the hut that way or do you was he really like "Uh, i'm here this is a difficult uh time in in my life it's a difficult time for the galaxy i've got a lot to overcome i gotta just kind of have some fun stuff around me i got some stuff to you know cook and make myself a nice meal (laughs) Yeah. It is one of those spaces that you can just sort of it, it is both like that's Obi-Wan, you know, the first Jedi knight, the first Jedi master we meet. That's his home. But then it's also like <laughs> a guy down in his luck, uh building a kind of a home after a after a kind of a, a rocky breakup with the galaxy.
3: Yeah. Yeah. No, I I've always loved this idea. Yeah, you know, the, the, the the little um, the 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 chest that he has the lightsaber in and everything, similar to the one in uh with, with Moz later on. I thought Yeah, just uh, there's a lot of detail because, you know, at the time, Lucas is just like, you know, he doesn't know he has an idea, but, you know, you know, but now if they were to do it, there'd be like a locket with Satine's picture in it or something. (laughs) It's all random. So I've always wondered, like, what do they envision that stuff to mean to him? And. And I love what you're saying. of, of uh, did, it Was did he get this apartment furnished?
2: he <laughs> <laughs> just slowly uh, collect stuff? Because there is a lot going on in it. I'm pulling up a photo as I as I look. But yeah, it, it's it's got a great mood. And I think, uh, like I was saying, some of the things on my list are just uh, aesthetically amazing spaces or, or spaces yeah. I'd like to take a tour in uh, after this year of uh, spending a lot of time inside. Uh, there's also spaces where like. You know, I I wouldn't mind living there. <laughs> and yeah. I, I look at this space. I'm really like, yeah, you know, uh, connected to everybody on the Internet. I could do uh, Zoom meetings from there. I can mm-hmm. record podcasts on Zencaster. But nice, uh, peaceful Vista. Got a weird little space stove. Uh, where would I put my television? I could I could chill where Obi-Wan chilled. You know, years ago, remember they did that
3: thing? They, they built like a real life Simpsons house and they gave it away or something like that if they were to build a real life Obi-Wan hut and you could move in, I don't know what Sarah would think, but I know you'd probably happy. I'd probably be happy too. <laughs> I, I do know Grace would come with me as well, but I, I know what you mean. I just look at it and go, yeah, there's some comfort in there. <laughs> I think maybe I'm a hermit.
2: Yeah. It's just, it's a cozy little hermit hut and I love it. So that's my number five, Obi-Wan's hut.
3: Great start to the list. Love that. I would, I would expect nothing less there. Uh, my number five is, uh, I, you know, it's it, we're, we're probably not surprising if, uh, you listen to me uh, uh, enough here on this uh, this old podcast feed. I am going to Endor, but I'm specifically going to Bright Tree Village and specifically going to what I call the Great Hall of mm. Bright Tree Village. I I have grown, my, my obsession with Bright Tree Village has just grown over the years. I have to admit that. I blame Jennifer for starting a lot of that, too. <laughs> uh, and also my friend Madeline Rue, who's uh, uh, a great author, but she's a big Ewok fan and Just just hearing her just talk about the village and everything that I just just always kind of, you know, other people's love and excitement and passion can sometimes uh, bleed into into your own fandoms, which is why I love being positive and celebrating things. Um, So I love I love everything going on there. I love you got the big speech, you got the walklings, you got uh 3PO telling the story, stating, state the, the, the you know, the you know hey, this is a reason you should help us. We're connected. We're fighting the same enemy. You got Han and Leia kind of listening and, uh, you know, w- Wicket kind of comforting them on the sad news. Oh, one of my favorite little moments. Luke in the back. There's so much going on. But I love that really this is the spot where Chirpa probably rules. Low Gray's whispering in his ear. And this is all presented, Ed, it all comes down to those two deciding to help, right? Like there's a there's this is a this is a almost medieval. This is like a Lord of the Rings Rohan Great <laughs> Hall or you know, someone gave it their thrones or anything like that. And I love it. And I love that the Ewoks have that kind of their own culture, their own place. It's it's the center of the village, it's a it's a town hall, it's a great hall, it's all those kind of things. And I'm become just fascinated with it. I would love to just see it um you know, in a, you know, not that I need a Lego playset of just the hall, or if, but just like I'd love to see what it actually looks like and get the little scope. And, uh, you know, I just love it. I love it. I'm obsessed with it. And I just love that there's an important des- decision that happens inside that great hall.
2: Yeah, there's just something very um, I-, I love everything you're saying about it. it is a medieval hall and a decision is being made, but there's still something sort of like warm and cozy about it right i think it's the fact Boom. that it's you're up in a tree and this is a community's place to gather for story and decision time
3: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> you know and it's such a great moment in the middle of this big you know uh, breakneck action movie uh, adventure serial where 3PO is just honestly like here's all the crap we've been through <laughs> yeah here's who here's who these intruders uh on your planet uh are here, here are the people who are threatening the soul trees um here's the pain that this guy han solo that you're gonna eat here's what he went through you yeah. know and they're all just sitting there listening yeah the, the shot of um the parent with the with the walk just it gives it this sense that they gather there and really talk about it when there's like a major problem but also mm-hmm. that's like maybe where they just gather for community. You know, whatever the Ewok version of bingo is, they play it in that hall, you know?
3: Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah no, just the reactions and, you know, um, the, the, you said community. That's what I, I think about a lot when I'm watching in there. just like they all came here to hear the the, the story, but hear the future of what to do. And, and are they going to get involved and how are they going to fight back? And we always talk about the importance of the Ewok's involvement. Uh, so I love it. And then, you know, who who doesn't love 3PO going Nooch, Vader?
2: It's, it's all great. It's all fun. It's a great scene. And I love uh, I love it there. Yeah, absolutely. One of one of the best scenes. Great pick. Mm-hmm. Uh,
3: there we go. We're off and running. Our number fives are in the books. But now it's up to your number four.
2: Uh, my number four is kind of a place of community in an odd way. And it was one that, uh, you know, sometimes when you do Star Wars rank, you, you start going for the the deep cuts in your mind. And I pulled back and realized, oh, this is an obvious space that I definitely would want to spend time in. Mm-hmm. And that is uh, the Jedi Council Chamber uh, high atop the Jedi Temple Ooh, on Coruscant. Yeah. Um, I just, I love the aesthetic of it. I love that it's this uh, mix of you know, just sort of like bare and it is just mm-hmm. about its purpose. Uh, but it also has this ornate, beautiful floor. It's got this philosophy of like, we can all uh, see everything kind of going on around us. The, the This uh, this is our private chamber, but it is, it is open to uh, Coruscant. It is open to the outside world. And, and we're always remembering that the things we're discussing here are all about what is best for the world out there that we can all see Mm. um Mm. i love that they've got just those simple uh just utilitarian chairs but they're all different for the different species so if you ever see like models or illustrations where they're not in the chairs (laughs) like Mm. oh that one's for that body type that one's for that body type that's a a fun cool thing but i think the reason we we see plenty of scenes of conflict uh most of the scenes we see in that are are scenes of conflict or stress Mm. um but I think also for me, I, I, I react to it and have this desire to be in it because mm-hmm. it is, it's like representative of the way I like to communicate with groups. Um, this yeah. is kind of a weird poll, but go with me on this. Uh, mm-hmm. When you like go to like a, a big gathering at like a bar or whatever, mm-hmm. I always love it when people get seated in like a large round circle. Instead of like a long table where it's like, I'm here with 17 people and I'm talking to the four (laughs) that are next to me or across from me and that's it. And it's like I didn't even go to dinner with Dave Mm -hmm. down there, you know? And a circle is just, a circle of conversation is magic. Everyone can see one another and it doesn't as often break off into separate conversations. It becomes this weird community thing where you're all talking about the same thing and you're all having this true communal experience and everyone who's there is there and i i like i i'm definitely and i think a lot of people having as we're preparing to get back to the world the old social anxieties are amplified and Mm. i i have certain social interactions with groups where i just feel electrified and i just feel so much better for having had this social interaction and other times where it's stressful and for me a thing that makes it not stressful Is everybody sitting around in a circle? We can all see one another. We can all share the same topic. And the the conversation becomes great because everybody's uh given their input. And the Jedi Council Chamber (laughs) strangely makes me think of all that. Because if I had my way, I would just make large groups always sit in circles.
3: No, I don't, yeah, no, absolutely. I I loathe the parties where you, you know, you get stuck. You might, you know, you might get stuck with a dud. You know, I'm sitting across from Bob's accountant friend and no offense to him, but it, I, I'm, I'm here for Joe. <laughs> <laughs> right. And you can hear the
2: conversation that, that you want to be involved in on the other end of the table or vice versa.
3: Yeah. And, and then, you know, a lot of half the time, you know, you might uh, you, you end up becoming friends with Bob's accountant. No, I, I, everything you're saying about the chambers is uh, so right uh, about the Jedi themselves. It is for its purpose. It is to see the world around them, to make these, but it has history, but it's also directed to the point. It's, it's so well designed. And down to the, you me, the individual chairs, always I've been obsessed with in a sense, because, you know, I love those little weird logistics that we don't get to deal with in Star Wars. They're just like, who comes in and goes, all right, Opo Ranciss has just been promoted. What chair does he need? <laughs> I is love
2: that- the idea, yeah, of like uh, Jedi carpenters who are just waiting, like who's yeah. going to get promoted because we need to make their chair.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Obi Wan, can you come here? What? It's your. Uh, we got to measure your butt. All right, come in here.
2: <laughs> is that yeah? Are, are butts from Stew John different, or are those okay?
3: <laughs> yeah, and, and it's a you know, I don't, I don't need those answers. It's always half jokey, but I just, I love thinking about that kind of stuff. And and you know, does 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 at one point does Yoda sit in one of those little egg chairs and go, right one? This is not another size for me, please. Like <laughs> I love that.
2: Yeah, it's great. It's great. And I know that there is also that uh the, the element of the Jedi Council chamber that is like, you know, the the hot seat in the middle, the the standing there, right? And there're definitely mm-hmm. some dynamics there, but that's fun too to imagine uh just uh okay, when you're in the chamber, you know, and you're not on the council, you know exactly your your place, you know where to stand and you know what this is about. I don't know. It, it's just a space that uh you see used in such a traditional way where there's no ambiguity. about where to stand or what's going on. Love it. That's great. That's a good one. My number four, Jedi Council Chamber.
3: Uh, Well, my number four ends up being kind of uh, maybe on the opposite end of that. I didn't intend that. Um, But this works and syncs up nicely. Today, we're kind of surprising each other. A lot of times, sometimes we'll work on the, we'll submit the list and we know what's coming. Today, uh, I'm surprising Joseph here a little bit. This works up. My number four is Vader's Isolation Chamber. (laughs) <laughs> on the Superstar Destroyer, so it's a location inside a location. I'm obsessed with it as a kid. Obsessed with, uh, you know, what goes on in there. Um, Vader just kind of, you know, hanging out. Is he playing video games? What's he doing there? Because he could communicate. So is he having meetings? Is he taking calls? I understood early on it was a meditation chamber that was probably explained to me. I saw Jedi first, so I knew what was under there. When I saw the reveal in Empire, I wasn't like, ooh, what's what's under his mask? I knew. I was like, hey, it's uh, Sebastian Shaw's there. Um, so I just love it. And I just love that people know it's there um, and they have to wait. And there's a whole process to it and the sounds, everything. It's just it intrigued me as a kid. And I. You know, I don't have like a, you know, what do they? You can get those kind of like chambers to sleep in or something like that. If you're, what are, I don't have those. I don't have a desire for that, but I do kind of want a full replica of these. <laughs> if I could just play my MLB the show on the screen there and a little like, I kind of, I'd put this in my backyard.
2: Oh you, yeah,
3: you can get those like detached like shed office things that have like lights and electricity and everything costs a lot of money. I, if I, I'd, I'd want the Vader isolation chamber. <laughs> that I'd is. Just, uh, yeah, totally understandable. Yeah. so And it's the opposite. It's literally the opposite of what you're describing with the Jedi Council.
2: Yeah, I mean, it was, well, it, it it kind of makes sense. That, like, yeah, we want you uh, as a Sith. I mean, Jedi would certainly, like, go alone and meditate, right? But yeah, yeah. the, the totally. fact that it's isolation, it is very Sith-like. Of, like, go in there and stew on what you're angry about. <laughs> yes. Uh, but, no yeah, which I'm sure is not the way you would use it.
3: No, no. Well, you know, it depends. Uh, Yeah, no, but no windows. You you choose to communicate with, you know, you can't just see the world. The world's not coming to you. You get to choose. There's a lot there and we can get into the symbolism of it, but also just one of those little thoughts of just like, because there's just so it's it's not like he's just sitting
2: in. There's things to do in there. Oh, yeah. He's got a Game Boy. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's also such a power move, right, that uh, when he calls people to wait for him uh, and the whole thing opens and then he rotates his chair as if to say, I was facing another way doing another thing and I had to turn around to pay attention yeah. to you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was surprise, busy. Man. But,
3: yeah. <laughs> he's as clumsy as he's as stupid. Yeah. And then conversation over, right? Yeah. Oh, you met our surface, Zach. <laughs> Chair turns around.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I've been thinking about this uh, uh uh a lot about um you know how much we uh I think many of us crave feeling connected. Yeah. But then sometimes we we crave feeling feeling disconnected, right? Yes. And we we live in a a time where uh your phone can beep eight different ways to let you know that people are reaching out to you and I think sometimes yeah. people just want their totally alone time. I think there's this fascinating thing going on right now where Uh, for a long time people have kind of been down on email because it's the thing Mm -hmm. where you know uh, all these messages flood in Uh, but now those are texts and now people are starting to go I saw my first tweet was like uh what what why do uh, I want uh, I want texts that turn off for a long for hours at a time so that people can't reach me it's like it's not the emails or the text it's not the medium it's the it's the being able to be reached by everyone at all times and that's all I can think of right now when you are talking about this of like that would be like uh, the Vader isolation cage would be some sort of like a Faraday cage where like no signals would get in, right? So when you can are in there doing NLB, that's it. That's
3: it. That's and that, that appeals to me. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you remember. Yeah. I remember coming home from dinner and you'd see, let me check messages to see who reached out to me. It was a different time, kids. <laughs> different time. And I think a little bit of Vader. Yeah. And then, and, and there's, and the, the bravery it kind of takes to go bother him, you know, Piet, Veers, anyone, We you know, even the from a certain point of view story with Piet, I think there's a little bit of that of just like, you got to go bother him while he's in that chamber. When that yeah.
2: thing,
3: you don't know what you're going to get.
2: Yeah. Vader was just in there listening to Fleetwood Mac or whatever band <laughs> Vader loves. Uh, yeah. yeah. Tusk. What Veers. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's a great choice. Uh, so that is my number
2: four, which means we're up to your number three favorite interior location in Star Wars. Uh, my number three is a is kind of a weird one, but it is one that both you and I have commented on when it has reason to uh, pass uh, pass our, our Star Wars radar a ping on our Star Wars radar. And it is uh, Felucian Farmer Houses.
3: <laughs> yes.
2: It is, uh, of course, uh, we get to see them in the Clone Wars episode, Bounty Hunters. Uh, and then on the Flusha map on Star Wars Battlefront 2, maybe other video games, uh, but I'm not uh, as familiar with this. I know it from Battlefront 2, this most recent one. Uh, you get to go inside it. And it is just, it's the best little house that's kind of private, but clearly still part of a community. And mm-hmm. this is one of the living spaces in Star Wars that I think I've reacted to much like when you watch like a uh, a, a show where people are building their own homes, right? And you uh, you really have that reaction of like, "Ooh, no, I want to live there," mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. because it just looks like such a cozy space. If you're not uh, familiar with it, off the top of your head, it's this uh, orb-like thing with lots of big windows, uh, so you can see out onto your crops. You can Uh, See if anybody else is uh, coming over to your house uh, for sure. Uh, But then it's got this opening down to the cellar, which is clearly like a little bit more of a private area. So Mm. it's this great mix of it It is open to the beautiful Felucia environment. The upper level is clearly like an open space Star Wars floor plan with kitchen, a little dining room. Uh, But then you can go downstairs to like your little private area. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> where if you're a Felucian, that's where you listen to Fleetwood Mac. Uh, I don't know why I'm on Fleetwood Mac today. Uh, it's Mac day, yep. It's a Fleetwood Mac day. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it, I think it, it's just one of these Star Wars spaces that is incredibly well designed. It looks like Star Wars, but it looks really, really livable.
3: It, it looks like something you'd see at Epcot Center. It looks like a vision of the future. You know, in the future, our apartments will look like this. You could listen to Fleetwood Mac here on your electronic device. It, it, it's so it's it's a dreamy sci fi design that's also homey, earthy, organic, uh, keeping a little bit with what's going on there in Felucia. Uh It's a weird. I, lo- I, I I've I've talked about we talked about the Clone Wars episode when we touched on the on, on these it, on Battlefront 2. I just go up there every time when I'm on that map,
2: and I just scope it out, try to rent it. <laughs> it stay there. Yeah. This is definitely like an Airbnb. I would definitely Airbnb, uh, the Flusha farmer house. So good. So good. Underrated. Great,
3: great clone wars pool for that one. It's yeah. just, you know, and clone wars just it has that ability. You get a lot of wonderful little weird locations and very small villages and a lot of different kind of places to stay. And it's one of the standouts. So
2: absolutely. Absolutely. Let me ask you a question about the Flusha farmhouse. Yes. Uh, the a a big part of it is it's cozy but those windows are wide open and and you could be seeing into other felucia farmhouses uh does that bother you
3: it does a little bit i you know i'm good i love a lot of sunshine coming on in love love that um but yeah i am uh, i always there's always a little bit of a nipping at each other in the morning when i wake up in the morning i keep all the curtains closed until noon uh grace is like it's we're up open sun in let's get the vibe going and she's probably more right than me but uh, <laughs> so i uh, but i think by 5 p.m i'd be all windows open here in the Solution farmhouse
2: yeah yeah just go puttering about your day it looks great uh yeah. looks like a lovely little place to do some reading some writing mm, want to visit that farmhouse yeah. so that's my number three ken
3: yeah it's a great writer's getaway uh good number three uh my number three um it's a, it's a living space as well um I, it's not as cozy or comfortable, but I it's charming in its own way, probably because of the person who resides inside. I am going with Ray's at Studio Apartment. Oh, wow. So, again, I, a lot of this, you know, as a, a lot of our love of Star Wars comes um, from the early days and things you were obsessed with as a kid when you were just watching these wild, crazy space movies. Whatever generation you are, it doesn't matter to me. Uh, but for me, I was always obsessed with the walkers, the Imperial walkers, um, the at if you will, because I'm a Kenner kid. And uh, I have talked about it before when we did the scene by scene with Vader and Luke um, in that uh, on that uh, coming out of the Falcon when Luke t- or the, the, the Walker, when, when Luke turns himself into Vader and in return of the Jedi. Just that glimpse of the interior of the walker inspired so many thoughts of me as a kid. So. To finally hear you're in *Force Awakens*, you know they do the reveal, you know uh, Ray's inside. You don't know when it, when they pull back and they you, she's in a down Walker. I let out a big yo yeah yeah just that you know couldn't <laughs> even articulate the words just I, I loved it. And then to watch it again, um, I, I think I, I know I'm so not alone in this, but some of my favorite moments of the sequel trilogies are Ray on Jakku in the beginning where you get to know her. It is her save the cat moments. It's her setting the tone and it's this naive, just wonder, naive worry. And the big venture is still out in front of her and everything about that. And you see how hard she fights to get just one portion of food. And then you could see the wonderful practical prop. It's just, and then her marking the days there. And, and then just, it's in the shadow of what came before literally. And it scratched that itch as a kid of me going, Oh, that's, that's what the inside looks like. And yes, I know there's cross section books and all this. Sometimes I just keep it simple. I just love it. And you talk about, you know, Kenobi's hut and would you want to live there in Flushin Apartments? You know, I'm not saying I, I want to live as a scavenger on Jakku, but I'm just looking at it and I'm like, you know, that is someone who really survived on her own, made the best of what she was given and 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 made the life for herself that, that she could while she uh, found her place in the galaxy. And I love everything about it. I love the little hammock. Um, I could daydream about living in a down walker more than probably I would think as a Star Wars <laughs> fan. So that's why it's my number three. Ray's uh, studio apartment inside the downed at
2: That is just a great choice. Um, I think there's so many things that you touched on that are so great. I think there's, there's so much about the sequel trilogy that, you know, uh, people obviously have lots of different strong opinions. They have a right to have strong opinions about, you know, what's too much nostalgia, you know, what's enough. Uh, But to me, it's always framed from the perspective of that is one of the things that the sequel trilogy is explicitly about. And Mm -hmm. this is one of the uh, one of just the real visual reminders of that, of there is a corollary uh, between uh, fans who grew up with Star Wars, no matter what era, as you said, you started growing up with Star Wars and, you know, how, how could the the shadow of. Uh, hero-worshipping Vader affect you uh, with uh, Kylo and uh, with Rey, you know, how could growing up with Luke Skywalker as a myth affect you? And then all that is kind of literalized in this mm. almost like childlike perspective that you can literally had of like, mm. what would it be like to crawl inside this galaxy and live in it? And live specifically in this vehicle? What's it like in there? And what would it be to live inside this galaxy? Mm. Uh, and I just think it's it's... Powerful to her story in uh, in Star Wars of you know she's literally living inside the wreckage of of past wars uh, you know having a hard time escaping the shadow of what came before before she even knows how true that is for her mm-hmm. um, but then there's also just this kind of great meta element of that is partially what the sequel trilogy is about for better or worse it, it is about this next generation kind of being like us and and living inside uh the galaxy you know and living with Mm -hmm. the legends living inside the vehicles of the past eating some rising space
3: bread uh dealing with the past while you look to the future yeah it's all there love it great description of that and i don't you know i don't think we have a lot of merch of that uh you know we don't have the ray inside uh uh, at walker apartment uh play set (laughs) but i wouldn't mind that
2: i wouldn't yeah Absolutely, um, yeah. So uh, another thing for me that I really respond to—it's such a limited space. Uh, I've had lots of times in my life where I've kind of looked at limited space, and there's almost that fantasy of, "Ooh, what would we like to just really be stripped down to the basics?" Uh, yeah. And uh, it, and oftentimes that's like, "What well, if I was just alone in there and, and could I play some video games, you know, and have somewhere to cook?" Then I'm good. Then I'm good. Uh, and I love that in uh, the Before the Awakening book, we learn that Ray that's one of the ways that Ray learns to uh, fly is uh, she has basically a flight video game in there.
3: Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> so the fact that not, Oh wow, that's so cool. And she gets to play video games in there.
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, you know, cause she's just kind of in the front part of it. Right? Yeah. There's, there's other places to explore. I wonder if there's a back room. Does she have a rec room. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's bigger than a studio apartment. Uh, that is my number three, which means we're up to your number two.
2: Uh, my number two is a very small space, but I had to be honest. It's one of my uh, favorite indoor spaces. It is the Uneti Tree Library on Octo. Yes. Uh, I almost just described the, uh, went with like the huts because those are, you know, yep. very fun, very uh, spare uh, spaces. Mm-hmm. Uh, but man, one of my favorite things uh, to do is is read, is to be around books and to be around the sort of the, sense of peace that uh, for me just kind of exudes from having a book and you can pick it up and you can go on an adventure uh, but in real life it's just you and that book and you're kind of in this place of stillness and i that that whole design and that idea that this is this very small library containing all of this knowledge their physical books which are rare in star wars and then, you know, the light side being so connected to the flowing in the organic and that it's all just in this tree, this giant tree that you can actually walk into. And I love all the scenes that happen there. I love the the depth of them. I love the meaning of them, even some great comedy moments uh, from both Mark Hamill and Daisy Ridley. Uh, but also there's the, just sort of like um And I don't know if I don't know if there's room for a cot, but (laughs) I would love to be able to have my own uh, Uneti tree library and like have to pick like these. uh, I have a stack of probably literally 40 books that I'm going to read next. Uh, And if I was really like, okay, you can go sit in the tree. You can bring only seven of your going to read next because that's all the room in the tree library. You just bring a little stool or maybe there's a little bit of a gnarled tree that's very comfy to sit on. Uh, bring a little drink to sip and just sit inside a tree and read. Come mm. on. That's a dream come true.
3: Nah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I know you and Sarah, much like Grace and I, love going to gardens, Descanso Gardens or Huntington Gardens. It, it, it's You can almost see it at Descanso Gardens, just like a, a tree with books in there. <laughs>
2: Oh yeah. A walk-in tree. Come on. Yeah. yeah. And I know they could, you know, there's some stuff like that you can visit in the redwoods, uh, all that, sure. but, uh, yeah, yeah, I would love the fantasy version of that, of just yeah. sitting in that tree library.
3: Yeah, no, I, I love that one. I, 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 it's a great choice. And, and there's some other maybe Octo choices you, you could make too, but, um, you know, cause it was especially going into the last Jedi when we kind of figured we saw the books and that, in that shot from the trailer and everything. And it was like, Oh, we got a Jedi temple that opens up questions of lore and who built that and why, what, and why. And, and those are fun things to talk about. And maybe one day, one day we'll get specific answers, but I just thought, I think I, I just loved every, every moment in that, in that. And even when Luke trying to burn it down and what it symbolized, it just, yeah, that tree really works for me in a lot of ways, of, you know, uh, it's not exact one for one comparison to like the Dagobah cave or something like that, but it's just, a, it just keeps a tradition of organic weird spots for the force to reside. <laughs> be a, yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, at this point we could, we're probably getting close to, we could do a, a, a trees of star Wars ranked.
3: <laughs> we could, we'll
2: we'll get there. We'll, get, we'll there. get there. We just need a few more trees. Give us some good trees. Star Wars. Come on Andor, be full of trees. Yeah. Totally. And, you know, and full
3: of, uh, in, um, in, uh, in, um, the idea, uh, we've been talking a lot of Star Wars Day. My mind's going like, what was I trying to say? Oh, the merch. Uh, I would love, uh, we t- keep talking about merch, merch ideas. I would love a little like, um, you know, house miniature of this, almost like something you'd see at Disneyland. You can go take that little boat ride and there's all the little tiny fairy tale cottages and stuff. Oh. I'd love like, like a miniature of this to sit on a bookshelf. That's the tree. Not even it doesn't have to be inside. You can maybe see inside. Maybe you can oh. see. There's a spotlight on the books, but just the
2: tree, the path, everything about it. Yeah, absolutely. I would love that. That would be great. Get on it, uh, merch us. <laughs> merch us, merch us. Well, <laughs> that's a great number too.
3: Yeah, because like I have a friend who's obsessed with the actual the Disney miniatures that are like you know Main Street USA or the Jungle Cruise ride, and you can go buy these miniatures, and there's a big market for them. I would love a little Star Wars, detailed, detailed Star Wars miniatures. And this would probably be one of the first ones. It just
2: kind of makes sense. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So that's uh, that's my number two, Tree Library. But number
3: two, we're working our way to number one, but we got to go to minor.
0: real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
3: Number two first. And I actually, I gotta say, I was going to name this number one. I, I last minute bumped it down just because uh, the other, you'll, you'll see my other choice a little bit bigger. Uh, but I, I've i talked about this one a lot. I've even posted about this one on Instagram. I, I'm obsessed with it in a weird way. It's a Padme's apartment slash balcony, which, you know, <laughs> is very open air. It's an open air apartment. Uh, anytime they cut to that in the Clone Wars, in Revenge of the Sith, um, that, that, it's beautiful. It's elegant. It's high class living. And, you know, hey, Padme deserves it. it. It also is a spot, we see it a lot, where the two of them, just because of the nature of the relationship, it's one of the only places, one of the only spots where they can be themselves. Uh, it's where important truths are revealed, where Obi Wan talks to Padme. Poor old 3PO tries to maintain it, uh, <laughs> and maintain the peace there. Uh, I just love everything it represents in the story. I also think it's beautifully designed, like I said, ornate in its own way. It's just got a it's 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 opulent, but also simple. Uh, it's comforting. There's a lot of warm energy there. I love a good view, and so staring out onto the coruscant horizon is is, is beautiful. I think that's the actual picture I posted a while ago on on. Um, it just did a freeze frame, took a shot, and it was like, "God, I just love it." It's with the one where Anakin's standing out there, just kind of looking at it all. I just love everything about it. Uh, you know, and, I, you know, I still I still root for those crazy kids. I still wish they had a better outcome. I still do. And I still see those moments. And there's some great Clone Wars moments where he brings take home sushi <laughs> and they do a little smooching. And it's uh, and it's uh, it's all there. And I just love everything about it. We, we love Padme as a character here in Force Center. And so I just uh, I always go to where Padme got to be herself. And I, uh, I really love that location.
2: Yeah, no that that one's great. That is definitely a oh that is that is beautiful and ornate, but also just feels very homey, and it feels like you could relax there. And then it's always does just have that bittersweet like Anakin could have just said, you know what, uh, I quit. I'm not a Jedi. Uh, I married Padme, and uh, this is where we live. <laughs> right. <laughs> what do you need done around the apartment, Padme? You know.
3: Yeah, and look, I love and I love entertaining. That's a great entertaining space. Imagine coming, come on out to the back, back balcony and see the world.
2: Yeah, and we're heading toward a, a good episode in Clone Wars Report where we get to spend some uh, some good uh, apartment time.
3: It's true, that's true. So, like I said, I don't know maybe it's, maybe it's a weird choice, I just but I just love what it represents, and uh, and I love a good couch and I, go, I love a good cushion to lean on, and it's got a lot in there. So, yes, one of the best couches in Star Wars. <laughs> Another ranked yet to be done. Um, all right, before we get to our number ones, we're going to go uh, over some uh, honorable mentions. What do you got, sir?
2: Yeah. So, uh, my number one honorable mention was very close for me. I bumped it for the Jedi council chamber is the Jedi archives. Uh, cause I realized uh, oh, I was yeah. mostly just creating places, the quiet places to read, <laughs> yeah. but it, it is one of my absolute, uh, favorites. Uh, I just, I love the design of it. I love that kind of peaceful blue, but I love what it, it symbolizes that, mm-hmm. you know, the, the light side of the is for knowledge and defense. And this is a place that is just all about knowledge it was, you know, in uh, Attack of the Clones. One of the things that I love the most is really getting to see uh, how the Jedi live, see a different Jedi space. Uh, we get to see so many different great scenes in it during the uh, the Clone Wars. Uh, some great stuff in the in the Vader comic uh, with Jacosta New coming back for archives. Uh, it's a it's a space that's mm-hmm. just kind of a grown in importance. Uh, there's a couple spaces in uh, Disneyland that are uh, made to look like it yeah so just uh, i love the idea of what it is and i love the actual aesthetic of it and i would love to go out and just uh check out some books and chill hey look there's a theme joseph's favorite book spots in star
3: wars this a future <laughs> solo rank will do uh, great choice there uh, a couple others on your list
2: Yeah, for me, uh, Luke's Garage, It's Anakin visits it. But, you know, I I really like just the vibe of that, of like, uh, here's where I kind of do some of my chores. But here's where I hang out and dream about the future and and play with my model of my T-16 Skyhopper.
3: Zoom, zoom, zoom. (laughs)
2: I can't go fly, flying now so I'll stay at home and play zoom 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 so great.
3: It's so weird too, when you really think of that moment. I look, I'll still grab a a Lego ship or something and pretend to fly it. I it's it's in there. Uh it's a it's a kid thing I guess it never leaves you, but I love it. that's a 19-year-old kid just going zoom zoom <laughs> zoom.
2: It is like in the real world you'd be like actually building Lego, you know.
3: Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah. We would, yeah. Uh, so, that, yeah, that's a relatable space. Yeah. Um, I really like just for something that's just way out there different uh, the Camino Spoon Room. Uh, speaking mm. of great chairs of Star Wars, just yeah. that they, this strangely off putting, it should be calming, but somehow it isn't, uh, at least to me, the glowing yeah. white uh, room and then the chairs lowering from the ceiling. Uh, the, you know, I don't know if it's something I'd like to spend a ton of time in, but man, if there was a pop up of go sit in the Camino spoons, I'd be there yeah. in a second.
3: It's a close encounter of a Kenobi kind in there. <laughs> yeah.
2: That's what I'm here for. Yeah. Um, I got two more, but uh, do do you want to? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Paddle back to you.
3: I'll paddle back. I'll paddle back. Um, I, I, you know, you mentioned it, I was gonna talk. Kenobi side an honorable mention too. All the reasons to talk about. It. Uh, I think we both might be listening. Uh, Chalman's Cantina. We just want to put that. We almost thought about putting it in the Locations Hall of Fame, but we've also talked about great bars on Star Wars before, and a lot's been said on that wonderful um, cantina. So will go to Han and Leia's Cloud City guest room. Ooh. I think it's beautiful. It's space-agey. It's similar to uh, Padme's apartment in terms of good couch and uh, a cushion combo. We just obviously don't spend a lot of time there. Um, and i just like a lot of things on cloud city but that one i just want to highlight specifically uh for there um, that's a great I, choice yeah and i love that lando's i put them up in the in the, in the guest suite up there uh, i put specifically uh moz's supply closet uh, i touched on uh, the uh, chest of uh lightsaber goodies there i just like and you know uh, the answer why she has all that stuff you know a story for another time in deep I just like that she's got a place where she's like, put it downstairs, put it in the closet. And that just, just, just who, what else is in there? I I, I kind of can, I'm not an antiquer, but I, I don't mind popping into an antique store or kind of a nostalgia store, just kind of looking at everything that's in there. I, I could, I could spend an hour and maybe try to find a used plate or something in there.
2: Yeah, no, I absolutely love the huge variety of Maz's Castle. And that's another uh place that's, um, uh you know increased my love by playing battlefront 2 that you can go down there and and you know go down in the basement where like okay i run a bar restaurant and then uh got uh, some apparently incredibly valuable items down in the basement and then upstairs some rooms to rent you know uh (laughs) when you just need to chill and i think there's there's that romance of sort of um old school travel where you'd go to the local saloon and then you'd be or in England the pub and then you know see if they have a room to let and that uh, in Battlefront 2 that you can run into like a couple of those little like oh you could just rent this room to crash <laughs> yeah wonderful yeah great wonderful.
3: Um, uh, the other um other choices for me, that I'll jump back to you here, is uh, Babu Frick's Workshop. Um, mm. so like a weird kind of antique kind of vibe, uh, you know, that we still really haven't analyzed that battle droid being back there. Um, so I like that one. Uh, the Data Vault on Scarif, just specifically. Mm. Design, is it practical? I don't know. I don't know. But the Empire definitely wanted to make it hard to steal things, uh, and they did. And just the fact that you got, like, the... the uh, a carnival kind of system to get a plush teddy bear, you have to get to, <laughs> to work the levers. Like, oh, I mean, wow, they really put a lot of thought in that, and it and it just it's like a lot of things in Star Wars. It's a wonderful design and it's a beautiful design. I just don't know, is it super practical? And I don't need it to be. I just like it.
2: No, it is firmly in the camp of uh, why does it work that way? Because it looks cool. That's why you know, yes. and it and it does look so cool. And I love the idea that. You could go in there late at night and like spin it, and yeah, <laughs> and just uh, grab a plan and see what uh, horrific uh, imperial plan you get.
3: I put in five quarters; I couldn't even get the, this project Stardust out, man. Good, it's, <laughs> it's rigged. It's rigged. I say. Uh, final one for me. I can't remember if we talked about this on the bar episode. There is a chance we did uh, when we did our bar crawl on the main show. Uh, I wanted, but it's it, it's outdoors, but I count it as indoors. Uh, it is uh, the the bar on Savarine. Oh um, yeah, because I love too that just um, you know a pub is kind of the center of the village. Every plant you need one, and even on Severine where it's some you know maybe some uh, dire weather conditions or a lot going on, and it's also run down and overlooked.
2: There's a lot going on there. They still know that they need a good bar,
3: and they got a barkeep
2: <laughs> and a tap, and I love it. That is great. Yeah, I kind of tried to keep myself away from bars because we did that uh, very long bar crawl where we, we visited a lot of places. <laughs> Uh, and if I, if I, uh, did not keep myself in check, every location would be a bar, but I'm really glad that you highlighted that one. That's a great one. Yeah.
3: And it's important. It's important for infant's nest to be like, ah, oh, I can't hide anymore. Let's get a drink.
2: Yeah yeah so that's my list uh what are some two
3: uh you said you had a couple more honorable mentions
2: yeah yeah so uh i'll just throw this one in uh which wasn't on my list but we should just acknowledge it you know the lodge on vandor That that's a pretty great part you know all that wood beautiful uh the other two for my list is uh the mandalore throne room um it's just it's designed so well uh to have like such a, a a an aesthetic that is different that is Uh, world building it's got the great art it's got those uh big high sort of gauzy windows and so many important cool interesting scenes uh take place in that room over the whole course of the clone wars uh so that is definitely one of those uh, places like you know i've been to a couple of uh like castles or big stately houses um Mm -hmm. in in the uk and if you could visit that, that would be like, look at this beautiful room. Isn't it so lovely? Here's the history of this art. Also, here's everyone who's been murdered in this room. <laughs> <laughs> and it would absolutely be that kind of tour, which, you know, you right. can get in real life.
3: Love that. Great choice.
2: Uh, final one for me is, uh, it's definitely got some outside elements as well, but it's the Lake Veracchino Retreat on Naboo. It is, uh, of course, the the place where perhaps some of the most uh, discussed scenes of uh, Attack the Clones take place. Uh, Romantic dinners, uh, awkward fireside uh, confessions of of love and desire, all sorts of things happen there. But uh, when I was looking through this list, I was like, I got to have the place that would be like one of the really honest, like if you're just going to actually go on a, you know, vacation retreat, where would you go? And like that, that place is pretty damn beautiful.
3: It is. And I, yeah, I was thinking uh, some of the stuff might make the list and should. And, and that's a great choice and much talked about uh, for better or worse. But yeah, I, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, those are our honorable mentions. We are ranking our favorite indoor locations, our interior spots of wonderment and uh, dreams. Uh, so uh, we're going to go with my number one to close it out. And well, there's not a lot of wonderment or dreams in this one. Well, dreams, maybe visions. I don't know. Uh, I, I can't shy away from this one It's where my favorite like scene in Star Wars happens It's where a lot of important things go down And there's a lot of questions to ask about it And that is the Emperor's throne room
2: Oh, wow
3: Gotta go there um, The dignitaries are hanging out Now we know there was also a, a side storage spot um, Which I accept I, I actually love that in Rise of Skywalker Because the, the Emperor would He'd Be like, hey, I got some things I want to store up there Can you put it <laughs> in there? Um and, and what I what I love about that is he had to have done that before he came to visit, and then I'm convinced that when he visited uh, in Return of the Jedi, because that's you know the Emperor's coming here, it's a surprise. Um, the dignitaries help move that stuff in.
2: Oh yeah, for sure they were definitely directing the movers, right? <laughs>
3: Yeah, because you know he's he's got some time on there. It's not like he lands and suddenly the, the, the rebellion is attacking. But I think he you know he's confident. He's he thinks that's that sh- that space station is going to last. So he's like, let's uh, I want to move some of my things out and put it over here. Um, it just he kind of has that stuff. He even has it in his own personal ships, right? I mean, Palpatine travels with tchotchkes of the dark side. So <laughs> all that makes sense. Um, but yeah, I I, I I you know you. The design, the, the the catwalks, everything about it, it's it's just a great place. It's a great place of action, great set piece in the movie, but just in terms of an actual set and the design. And just to see it again, when it comes back and runs to Skywalker, uh, whether you love the movie or not, I don't know. I, I just think you can appreciate that as a location. You can appreciate what it looks like. And then to, to, to watch the documentary – and see those uh, those two uh, uh, wonderful ladies pull out the 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 um. God, I forgot. I apologize, I forget their names, but they pull out the. Hey, we actually went to the original designs, and this is what we did, and we built on the legacy, and we imagine if the second floor had fallen down, all that. Guy, the thought into what is a pretty important location for Star Wars. It's not the nicest. I'm not saying I want to live there, but a lot of big things go down there. Uh, I just think I I think about that often. Uh, Emperor's Throne Room, so. I'll put that as my number one favorite indoor location.
2: That is really great. I think that's a great uh, pick. I think it is. Yeah, one of the most pivotal uh, physical indoor locations in Mm. all of Star Wars. Um, Mm. And it is just there's something about it that is like really aesthetically pleasing. I think it fires the imagination of a little kid in particular. Like, you know, Mm. I I don't know if you can kind of project back to uh, when you were a kid and you were just like approaching a really great playset. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> or uh you know uh and and uh and you wanted to um go on the swing and go across the rope bridge and uh, swing on that thing and climb that tube uh the the emperor's throne room just has that vibe of like yeah. oh could you get up there where luke was oh could you get down underneath it and figure out where you want to hide and mm-hmm. you know just kind of how scary it is that uh the emperor has this throne that is elevated yeah. from everything else and to actually kind of you kind of have to get scary closer to him. If you walk all the way up there, there's just so many great dynamics to play with. Uh, Yeah. A lot. Yeah. And, and it means a lot. And his aesthetic
3: is, uh, you know, he's uh, he's got, he's got an aesthetic. He's got a look he likes uh, and uh, builds it in there. So uh, from wondering what the dignitaries are talking about with him there to uh, the great action that happens in the, chorus, the choir that sings while uh, Luke fights uh, Vader, uh, it's all there. It's one of my favorite locations in Star Wars, and that's why it's number one on my list. But, sir, we're up to your number one favorite, all-time best interior location in Star Wars.
2: Uh, Very similar to your uh, Emperor's Throne Room. This is the one I had to do because it is the truth. It is my uh, Mm -hmm. favorite space in Star Wars. A lot of these other spaces are places where I want to you know, uh, read books or play video games or sip drinks. And I would be happy to do that in this space, but it's not really what it's for. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It is not a super comforting space, but it is just to me an aesthetically incredibly beautiful, strange place. And it is uh, the carbon freezing chamber on Bespin. Um, the just sheer strangeness of it—that it is this very industrial space, like unlike the Emperor's throne room, which was probably built with, like to be in specific shapes to funnel, <laughs> you know, the Sith energy and to look out over this and to look down on this. It's like it's uh, we we built it to freeze things for shipping. <laughs> yeah, you know, this is so your fish don't rot. You know, this is uh, you know, it's supposed to be just such a. A, a place of just functionality, uh, yeah. but in the galaxy of Star Wars, it becomes this place of great fate and destiny mm. and just gorgeous aesthetics, right um, yeah. the The smokiness of it, the levels of it, the lights of it um, but more than anything for me, uh, the that combination of the the blue and the orange. Um, mm-hmm. I really love complementary colors. And a, a blue and orange is gets used a lot now in a lot of um, uh, design. It is almost to that point for, for a lot of visual stuff where sometimes people are like, yeah, we can't. Blue and orange is overdone that. But yeah. uh, for me, especially kind of started my creative uh, uh, life doing painting and, and drawing and, and went to school uh, to get a visual art degree. And I think there's a part of the, the just the pure aesthetic of the carbon freezing chamber that never left me that mixture. It's very, uh, it's very evocative of early pulp covers and, uh, cheap paperbacks of the forties and fifties of this combination of the dark and the brooding and the mysterious in the unknown mm. with a sort of like of glaring forbidden lurid brightness, uh, Mm. And, you know, in those kind of covers, you get purple and yellow, uh, you get, uh, red and green without it being too Christmassy, <laughs> amazingly. Yeah, yeah. And you get lots of, uh, blue and, and, orange, like is, uh, so powerful in this space. So some of it to me is just purely aesthetic. And then it's, it's what's happening in there, you know, uh, imagining, you know, the forces with you young Skywalker, but you are not a Jedi yet. And Luke looking down and realizing his blaster has no place in this room. Mm. And looking up at that challenge and just all the action that happens in that room is all great, fateful Star Wars stuff. Uh, Not to even get into the actual carbon freezing of Han and how amazing and uh, disturbing that is. And all of it happening in this place that is just sort of um, uh, seared into my aesthetic tastes from from seeing it and loving it at such a young age.
3: You know, no, I'm, fa- I'm fascinated with the carbon freezing chamber, including the design that I, I think I spent a lot of my young Star Wars life thinking that those, um, those were like hallways that led off. but uh, they're just beams, you know, yeah. design, um, they kind of go to a point and everything, and everything about it. And it is so, it, it's very sci-fi, it's unfamiliar, it's foreign, it's scary, it's technical, uh, I mean, it's a, it's for, you know, transportation of items and de- right and it. And then they throw Han in there. So it becomes scary, becomes horror. And then just all becomes so mythical and the mist and the fog and the smokes and the lighting and the silhouette of Vader. It turns it in, in, into a heart of darkness that Luke has to go into and descend into all those kind of things that you could pull from modern myths. It's all of it. It's it's a uh, and the throne room has its own kind of connection, that kind of stuff. But for Empire for Empire to work, it had to have that location and it and the way they shot vader we've talked about that and peter shetty and everyone uh who who shot that movie and made it look so different and good that is just an epic mythical location
2: yeah i think you're really really tapping into a great part of it there of it is so mechanical and blunt you know and the Mm. the whirring sound of uh of the arms grabbing uh the carbonate there's so much about it that is just mechanical and for a purpose and yet it is totally evocative uh of myth of a place uh from a dream and and that combination is really beautiful
3: it is like a dream it's like something from a dream yeah no (laughs) think
2: about it love it that is a great
3: way to end our discussion here in our favorite interior locations in Star Wars, uh, whether we want to live in them or fight in them or face our destiny and our fate and make the choices that we need to get beyond that to the next step. It's all there and it's all part of the love of Star Wars. Joseph, thank you for inspiring uh, this specific topic and bringing such a great and powerful list today
2: oh this was a great fun one and now i just want to go find somewhere to sit and read in real life
3: <laughs> i am going to be doing that shortly my couch will be my isolation chamber for a little bit here today
0: <laughs> uh, well,
3: good for you yeah so uh we are almost done here we want to thank you all for following us you can follow us on twitter at ForceCenterPod, center pod and like i said use the hashtag star wars rank to join the conversation there we are on uh uh, Instagram, YouTube. You can uh, find us on Facebook at 4Center Podcast. You can get a audiobook on us by going to audibletrial.com slash 4Center. Go over to the great folks at Inside Editions. Uh, get a book there and use the checkout code FC35 and get 35% off your order there. You can get merch from, from us at tpublic.com slash user slash 4Center Podcast. Available in a lot of different spots, but try Amazon Music or Spotify uh, if you uh, want a different place to listen to your podcast the old standbys. And, and then, of course, you can support us directly at Patreon.com slash I'm Ken Napsuk, and you can follow me at Ken Napsuk, or go to my website, KenNapsok.com, or check out the GPA.fun and check out some of the stuff we're doing over there. Just where can they go to follow you, including maybe some of your uh, visual
2: arts? <laughs> yeah you can follow me on twitter and instagram at joseph scrimshaw and you can check out my website josephscrimshot.com, for all sorts of other comedy adventures i should put some pictures uh, of my uh, random weird paintings that i still have up on uh, the website maybe i'll do that eventually and and you can see the one that uh is a squirrel that has the same color scheme as the carbon freezing chamber all that uh on my website at josephscrimshaw.com. <laughs>
3: Check it out, check it out. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time. Star Wars has been ranked.